Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. To pick and roll to Thompson with a lay and count it and a foul. What do you know? Pick and roll. And it works for two. And Anna Carrico across the timeline. And a head full of steam to the rack with a right hand layup and it's good. On a fourth down and three. Out of the pistol. He's going to throw it. Drops back. Back to the end zone. Caught! Touchdown! Eastern Michigan! No matter how hard you try to get rid of us, we keep coming back each week on a Monday. I'm Greg Stenner. I'm Kyler Ludlow. And this is your Easter upcoming week or as we like to call it in the office, the Back to the Future, as we preview plenty of things for the fall in this edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast. More importantly, we find out how Keegan will chase Easter bunnies <laughs> or ducks. Your choice. Which would he prefer? A hundred percent ducks. So the spring football game swoop is now no longer scary because he resembles Keegan's current favorite animal, a duck. Well, if you remember back in the early 80s when Eastern was making their transition away from the the Euron mascot. Uh, Eagles hatched a mascot. Well, they weren't called Eagles at the, that point, but there's a picture of a duck being hatched out of an egg at Bowen. <laughs> so for a while, we kind of were a duck, and then he murfed into that. But that's a whole other story, and that's for a different podcast. But today, we get you set for the fall. We hear plenty about football. We hear plenty about volleyball, and we hear plenty about soccer with a lot of different voices and plenty of reasons to stay tuned for the next half hour. Yeah, you get to hear from Coach Creighton following the spring game uh, from Saturday, which is always fun to hear, especially after a game like that where there's actually something tangible uh, that fans were able to see. We get the chance to sit down with Scott Hall and Darcy Dorton both in the women's soccer and volleyball realm. Uh, with both of their sports having a spring season, uh, it's kind of fun to catch up with them and with, with Scott having – you know, a team that loses only four players and uh, is only bringing in three players. They have a lot to look forward to. Uh, and Coach Dorton is just finishing up her first season uh, as the head coach or the first spring season, I should say. So getting to hear from her and some of the adjustments she had to make and the team had to make uh, is really fun stuff. And last week we talked with Alex Landon on the season ticket holder side. We'll continue that preview once more this week. Paul Nucci joins us. A Football season ticket holder. He's been around for a while and 
uh, becomes more and more involved in Eastern athletics each year. We get his thoughts on what it means to be a season ticket holder and why they do it as if you renewed prior to the spring game, all season ticket holders are going to take home a pretty sweet hat uh, that they're going to want to wear around this fall that will, will help keep their those beanies a little warm when it's cold. But right now we're getting ready to heat up and go back outside for a lot of different reasons, but including uh, some baseball talk this week. We'll have Dayton on Tuesday that invades Ostrike Stadium. It was originally a game that was supposed to be down there in Flyers country, but it got flipped due to inclement weather earlier in the year. So uh, your allegiance will be tested at 3 p.m. on Tuesday for your former employer. Or if you choose the wrong side, you'll be a grill master <laughs> instead of a broadcaster. No, there's no no test to the allegiance for me, uh, though it is my former employer. There's very few players left on that team that I worked with when I was down there. So easy call. And plus, we'll be on the broadcast. Well, it doesn't mean you can't go sneak me a hot dog. <laughs> as the student-athletes will be tailgating out in third base side, so they'll be out there, and then they will trek to East Lansing to take on the Spartans. Former head coaches Jake Boss and Mark Vanamede lead the rival Spartans up there, 635 under the new lights at McLean Baseball Stadium. We won't have that game, but then we'll be back at it on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We'll have baseball for you. Only Friday's game on our airwaves beginning at 6 o'clock. A lot of fun in store uh, for that series this weekend provides a, a amazing opportunity for emu because they've got a team in ohio that's directly in front of them in the standings but not by a large amount they're right in front of them and so winning the series uh and then building that momentum going into toledo next weekend uh also at home would just provide an opportunity to move up a couple of spots in the standings and even with a couple of great series they could end up being within the talk of going to the conference tournament. Yeah, just two games out of a tie for sixth in the Mid-American Conference tournament race. So a good opportunity to come out free admission, as always, at Ostrike Stadium. So we'll look forward to having you either out at the ballpark or listening as part of our EMU Eagles radio broadcast as well. We'll have a golf champion crowned this weekend on the women's side down in Purgatory, appropriately named considering it's Easter weekend. And uh, you try to stay out of Purgatory, at least... That's what I've always been told. But instead, they'll be hitting a little white ball around the course. We hope and wish Stephanie Jennings and her crew the best as they try to become the first team ever to knock off Kent State. The Golden Flashes have won every single golf championship that has ever been played, starting with the 1997 campaign. Uh, I think it's about due time. Somebody changes the folks at the top, so they'll try this weekend. Uh, with Friday, Saturday, and Sunday coverage. And then men's golf, after a, a great week that they had at the Rutherford Intercollegiate, finishing second overall with the ninth lowest score in program history. They'll be out this weekend in Iowa to take on the Iowa Hawkeye Invitational overall. So best of luck to Bruce Cunningham, uh, but also a chance to see some action on the track. Yeah, there's a couple of different meets going on couple in California, one in Michigan, uh, just opportunities for all of our athletes on the track and field side to start gearing up. As we know, it's their championships are right around the corner as well. Uh, and so we've got people going to relays, distance runners going here, there, and everywhere. And so it should be exciting, hopefully, some podium places for all of our athletes this weekend. We wish everybody the best. We'll have graduation coming up next week, so we'll look back at the year that was and kind of start the preview of the upcoming 1920 campaign 
as we appreciate your listenership as always. And then knowing it is Easter weekend, there'll be plenty of peeps on sale at your local grocery store or pharmacy. And if we have enough retweets, maybe we can convince Kyler to see how many peeps he can fit in that broadcaster mouth of his. But we'll see. It might take a lot of retweets. That's a challenge. I would take three retweets i i would do it in a heartbeat i love peeps so i'm the oddity i'm the only person in here that loves them so uh but yeah let's put the mark at 20 how about that let's share around uh no paul nucci was talking about making sure that people hear this so paul we're counting on you uh as much as it would be embarrassing for me to uh have a peep filled broadcast uh i still really enjoy it because they're like i said they're I'm, they're one of my favorite snacks here's your chance pink <laughs> Or blue or or whatever color they come in. You've heard it. Kyler will see how many peeps he can swallow after a couple retweets from you. As always, an exciting reason to listen to the Eastern Insider Podcast. Looking for a ride? Trinity Transportation has the vehicle for you. From luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider of Eastern Michigan Athletics. One door closes, the next one opens. Joined alongside EMU head football coach Chris Creighton as we recap the spring game and start previewing the 2019 campaign. As you look at it, only 138 days between the end of spring and the start of the 2019 campaign at Coastal Carolina when Eastern will travel to the surf turf of Brooks Stadium to get started. But more importantly, Coach, let's talk about the recap and impression of not only the spring game but overall on the spring campaign uh yeah i guess i'll start with the game um my job is to hope that uh, nobody gets seriously injured you know when we're going all the way to the ground it's the third time that we've done that in our 15 opportunities and i got a couple guys banged up but nothing serious so very thankful for that um it was competitive came down to the very end you know if the white team had had scored there they would have gone for two to to try to uh win um, but nevertheless, our games here come, are close games, and uh, we're uh, figuring out how to win close games. And so uh, proud of the D on that, that last stop there, and uh, the offense has got to figure out a way to get it in. Um, overall, the offense, you know, really moved the ball well today. And, um, you know, we played everybody, and it was a draft. And so it wasn't ones versus ones, but it was just our team all together. And, uh, but that's how we've done it the last couple of years and uh, really enjoy it. It's fun. It's competitive. Um, and it's been a great day. We've got alumni here, and our incoming class is here, and, and uh, you know, recruits, you know, we're, we're here, and families and all that. So it's just a fun, fun day, uh, beautiful weather. The building's, you know, looks like it's almost done. Uh, the Camellia Bowl reveal with the, the signage there in the stadium. So just a, a really fun day. Overall, as a spring, I'll tell you what I told the guys, is that we're still a long ways away from being uh, who we need to be. Uh, but I believe in who we're going to be and who we are and who we're becoming. And I believe that our very best, that, that it's a group that we're going to be very, very, very proud of and that special things can happen with. And uh, we're not anywhere near there yet, uh, but that's okay. And, and we enjoy the process and the, and the grind and the work. Um, and so I just, uh, I'm excited, you know, about what's to come. You, of course, graduate Tyler Wiegers, but Mike Glass back there. You have a fully loaded 
quarterback stable. Uh, what has stood out to you most about the quarterback progression? And talk about each of those guys. Yeah, so we played four quarterbacks. You know, um, Aaron's uh, been banged up and didn't get to play, but we got to play all four guys. And, you know, Mike Glass is our starter. Um, he's got things to work on, but, it, you know, he knows our offense. He knows how it applies to a defense. And it's just a matter of uh, making the reads quicker and just really perfecting. Um, the things that he's he's already good at, and then our other three guys are are all three of them are talented. Um, they're great people, and and they each have something that they need to improve on. And there, there's a little bit of a gap right now between you know our one and that group, um, and so we've got time uh, to get better at that. I mean, there's not a not a better group of guys to be working with uh, to get better. And so you know, just like the rest of us, you know, we got to get better from here on out. What were your points of emphasis during the spring game that you were really focused on? A couple of points of emphasis for me uh, were just taking care of the ball and then taking the ball away defensively. You know, so we had some bad ball security today that I think everybody on our team and hopefully everybody in the stadium just cringes when you see that. So we've got to continue to, to clean that up. Uh, I couldn't see the interception that Blake Bogan had, but it looked it was off of a ricochet and a great play by him. Um, and, and so much of takeaways is being ball aware and making plays. And so, you know, he has had a fantastic spring and uh, super excited about uh, his development. Uh, the other thing is penalties. You know, we, we had uh, over 900 yards of penalties last year and in our 13 games, and that's embarrassing. Um, that's something that uh, should not be a part of who we are. Um, and so we had some today, some things that we'll need to learn from. But uh, I think, you know, overall in the spring, that's been a point of emphasis. And I, I just know that our, our team, when they're challenged with something, they respond. And so we're going to get better in that area as well. Everybody looks at Max and Jeremiah as the guys up front that made your defense go. And replacing them is going to be tough. Who kind of stood out defensively for you during the spring campaign uh, across the board? You know, in the defensive line, we were hit with some, some graduation. And, and then uh, that's really our defensive front with our two starting linebackers as well. I mentioned Blake Bogan, uh, who's a safety. But Sean Simeon has had a, a really good spring. Um, not perfect. You know, he still has a ceiling. He still has uh, a ways to go, but he's shown um, flashes of, of really being capable of being a difference maker. And uh, so just love his, his mindset, um, attitude, and uh, when he gives, gives it all, all the time, it's going to be really good. And then Teran Rush is, is absolutely one of the leaders, you know, of our team and um, has an incredibly high motor is just passionate um, and is talented, you know. And so we lost two very good defensive ends, and, and those two guys are, are really the, the front runners with Clay Holford, who um, is so dependable, you know, does everything right and, and really had a good spring as well. So we needed growth and development there, and, and you know, we're on, uh, we're on pace and on target. You know, and then and inside we had some guys dinged up uh, for sure, but uh, uh, Wu, um, you know, had, had some flashes this spring. He's got to continue to get better. And, you know, the Mikey Haney and CJ, you know, at the, uh, at the three technique took some steps forward as well. I mentioned it's just 138 days, but a lot of things to be go between now and then. What are the things that you're going to really look forward to over the next few months to get this team ready for 2019? I mean, across the board, we, we got to get better. We have to get deeper. We have people, but, you know, there are people at spots that just haven't played, don't have game experience. And, you know, we feel as though we've got some talented guys. We have some guys who've been in the program for a couple years that really haven't shown much in terms of games. Uh, but there's guys that took steps forward 
uh, this spring. So that's something that we're going to continue to have to develop, you know, through the summer. With the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan mobile app, you can manage your health care coverage anytime, anyplace, anywhere. Download it now from the Apple Store or Google Play. Welcome inside the Eastern Insider Podcast. One of our favorite guests back in the Convocation Center after a, a busy spring for the women's soccer team, Scott Hall, head coach for EMU Soccer in the building. And uh, coach, it was a busy spring and it came to a close yesterday. Yeah, we were uh, able to make uh, some nice progress, kind of moving up the ladder um, and building on the fall. So it was uh, good to have a ton of returning players, uh, only losing four seniors out of the bunch. Uh, the numbers were very good, uh, so it, it was it was a nice spring. Well, capped it off with a win over Concordia, a little local game, scoring nine goals, uh, winning nine nothing, beating Detroit Mercy eight nothing. Scored a lot of goals this spring and, and only gave up three. What does that do as a, a confidence boost for your team and for for you as a coaching staff? What's it mean that you guys are doing? Well, I think, again, we're building on the progress from what we had. You know, there's a ton of sophomores in this group that it will be juniors. Um, so in the process, this is kind of that time. They're getting the idea of the style of play. Um, and, again, we also played Michigan and Michigan State. We tied them 1-1, Toledo 1-1, um, giving up less goals, scoring more goals, creating more chances, um, not just kind of an athletic bunch, but also the IQ, soccer IQ kind of uh, – pushing our soccer IQ to another level. So I think that's where you see us kind of separating ourselves, um, you know, having a really good game against Detroit, Concordia, but even the Michigans, um, having the ball a lot. Yeah, and you mentioned it, draws against Michigan State and Michigan, the two biggest names on the spring schedule. What does that do for your team as a confidence boost? Well, again, anytime you play good teams, you know, we have to take it another level. And, again, you're not just looking to win or tie or – we're playing a lot of players in these games, so it's really how we're playing, and, and we're not just defending. We want to have the ball. What are we doing when we don't have the ball? How are we pressing? Are we counter-pressing? Um, so there's a lot of, uh, I think, like I said, that process for us, taking bigger steps as we got through um, the spring, which for the fall, I mean, this will be, these are huge steps for us going into the fall. When you mentioned it, you don't lose a lot. Four players one of which is your starting goalie, and some of those players came off the bench to provide spark. What is that message to your team now after a pretty successful spring to carry over maybe that momentum into the summer when you know they're no longer you know under your watch as far as training goes? Yeah, I mean, the nice part for us is we do bring everyone back uh, June 24th, 25th uh, for that second semester of uh, summer term. Um, so we they, they'll get a month or so away from us, but... Uh, Having them come in early to start training and taking classes, that's huge for us. And, and again, I think now having – we're bringing in three players, but we'll have 23 players um, returning. That's the big step for us. I mean, that, there's a lot of growth through the spring that will carry us into the fall, make it a lot easier adjustment going into the fall. And one of the things that's always uh – harrowing maybe for <laughs> your student athletes is that fitness test when they get back uh I know I could never pass it for one but explain to our listeners what that test is because we talked about it even in the fall that you know passing the fitness test is a big deal what is the fitness test that the team has to pass just to be able to be on the field yeah so we have a beep test and again I think 
we've always kind of given, uh, we've kind of upped our ante of where we want to get to in that beep test. And this, uh, for the spring, uh, 90% of the team passed. So we, we really only had two student athletes who didn't pass that test. So again, with, with that, I mean, you see the confidence that we, Mm -hmm. we play with. I mean, it's, it's another level. And again, you take this back a year when we just started with the beep test and our standard was a lot lower. Um, everyone didn't think we could make it to where we are. Now we've got 90% of the team making Mm -hmm. it in the spring. (laughs) Um, I can only imagine, you know, we had five student athletes beat the beep test. So (laughs) now you have like 10 more that say, Oh, I'm training so I can beat this beep test. So it's exciting. It's exciting to see this group and how competitive they are Mm -hmm. and the, the lengths they'll go to get to that next level. So, I mean, it's really been a great spring. I mean, I'm, I'm really disappointed that it's done because we've, <laughs> we've really enjoyed uh, the coaching staff and, and the camaraderie we've had through the spring. It's, it's just been a lot of good energy. Well, now you hit summer, and like you said, the, the team will be back uh, towards the end of June. But schedule out for next, you know, next fall. What are some of the highlights that you know, we can look forward to, uh, both here at Secluna and just in general, some of the names that people might be excited about? Yeah, I mean, we're the hard part is, is we had a lot of home games this year, so that means we got to hit the road for next year. Mm-hmm. But a couple of big ones, we just added Louisville, so we're going to go down to Louisville to play there. Uh, Creighton, they came here in the fall. We'll go back there. Um, University of Dayton, I mean, I think there's some good kind of uh, mid-majors and a couple big dogs will play Michigan State. Um, so a lot of those will be away. Um, our home games a lot will be in, within the conference, which, again, I think, I mean, this is a, a team that can can really push to get in that top four. So we can do that. We'll have more home games. Um, <laughs> I can guarantee you that. Um, and I think that's where this group wants to get to. Well, Coach, you know you're busy. You know you've got a lot of stuff going on with the end of the semester, so we really appreciate you coming over here and taking some time for us. Congratulations on a great spring and best of luck uh, over the summer and into the fall when we you know, get to talk to you again uh, in August. Thank you, sir. Enjoy your summer. Thanks a bunch. That's Scott Hall, the Eastern Michigan University women's soccer coach. We'll be right back with more Eastern Insider. Do you want to eat something better than ramen? Come to Candy Cane Wireless, your local Boost mobile dealer, and get all the data and hotspot you need to feed your brain while having money left over to eat more than noodles. Boost Mobile by Candy Can Wireless, located at 3033 Packard Street in Ann Arbor. Welcome inside another edition of the Coach's Corner on the Eastern Insider Podcast. I have the pleasure now of sitting down with head volleyball coach Darcy Dorton, who just finished her first spring as head coach here at Eastern Michigan. Darcy, uh, you know, congratulations, first of all, first check mark off the list. But how did you feel coming out of spring that your team did? Hello, Eagles fans. I am pretty excited and optimistic um, after wrapping up our spring about where we're heading with the program. Our girls had a tough spring. It was a little bit of a roller coaster. Um, A lot of individual focus early on in the spring and then really worked a lot on team building, um, mentally, physically figuring out different lineups and who seems to connect well with each other, but um, really just working hard on focusing on our goals and taking the next step into defending our conference championship. 
Well, part of that roller coaster was the beginning of the off season here. You weren't the head coach yet. You were still an assistant at that point. And uh, so how did that change once you became the head coach and it became your program, um, that shift from individual to the teamwork? How did that for you personally, um, being in that role as head coach for the first time? Yeah, we just tried really hard to make this um, the most seamless transition possible. What I wanted to offer the girls was just a certain level of consistency and predictability. You know, there wasn't, you know, while my title may have been changing, my relationships with the girls, um, I tried really hard to just maintain that same level of trust and open honesty with them that we've always had. And I think we're in a really good place where we can have honest conversations about where this program is headed, uh, where our our goals are and if our effort and goals are aligning we can be pretty honest about addressing when we need to make some adjustments in our attitude and in our performance when you mentioned it before we started recording that you guys sat down and you set your goals and obviously repeating as champions is is the top goal Uh, but as we head into summer it's always a difficult time to make sure uh, that People are staying on top of their own training that they, you know, go away, go home for a little while before they come back. But how does that momentum that you guys built with the championship and then a a solid spring, you know, put in your head that, you know, these girls, they have this focus in mind and they're going to work hard even when you guys aren't able to watch them. Right now we are having our end of the year meetings with our student athletes. Um, you know, we're spending some time talking about academics and getting their schedules for the summers and, you know, some logistical things, but we are spending a lot of time talking about where we're going, um, as individuals and as a team and, you know, giving them some concrete things that they can work on this summer and focus on. Um, but initially I want our girls to just enjoy some time away from volleyball after it was kind of that roller coaster of a spring that we've had. I think it's important for them to take some time off to decompress, to, get to celebrate the successful year that we've had and then hopefully come back into the gym on their own in the next few weeks um, and really just enjoy and have fun playing volleyball. Before we start preseason, I want them to get in some good workouts and I know that they will. I have really, I have a lot of trust in our team and I know they're going to work hard this summer, but, but I also want them to enjoy it and have some fun because it is going to be a tough preseason when we can finally start up again in August. Well, one of the differences for your program going forward, with you being elevated, Peter Winter staying on as assistant coach, but you have a new assistant coach into the fold, uh, and and tell us a little bit about her. So Cassie Kadera is joining us as our new assistant coach, and I am just so excited about what she brings to the table. Um, She comes from a really great training background, kind of similar to my background. She's uh, from the Chicago area, comes from one of the most successful clubs in the country, And so it will, you know, she has added immediate value into the gym. She was only able to work with our girls for a week, but, you know, they were fully engaged and really receptive to every single bit of feedback that she gave to them. And I am excited about every single um, bit of feedback that she can give me as a coach. And I know that she'll help grow me and help grow this program. Um, Her goals align perfectly with our goals. She comes from the MAC. She played at Toledo and is their second all-time assist leader which is, you know, a huge thing that we need in filling our gaps as a staff is a setter trainer. Um, And so, you know, with a resume like that, with some conference experience, I know that her goals align with ours. She didn't win a MAC championship as a player. So I know she's coming here really excited and optimistic about, you know, where this program is heading and hoping to help us continue our streak of conference championships. (laughs) 
take it to number two. But, you know, we're, we're excited about that. And, and I know that she's excited, too. She brings a lot of great energy. Oh, and she also had experience coaching as a head coach. Um, and granted, like you said, it's only been a week. But um, how is that experience at the D2 level? Sure, but running a program all the same, um, has she been able to give you any advice in just the, in the week that you've been here? Yeah, I mean, the D2 level is slightly different, um, but she's actually took a similar jump to what I did. Uh, she came into Walsh as their assistant coach and then was elevated to being their head coach. So she has experience with, you know, what I'm going through coming from being an assistant and being elevated to the head coach. And, and so, yeah, she's able to offer a lot of really good perspective on things that worked for her. Um, she has really good connections with the recruiting world already because she has been in the coaching ranks, um, even if it was a slightly different level. It's still, you know, she's still familiar with clubs. She still has really strong club connections. And, um, and she's been working in Ohio, so she's familiar with the Midwest. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really excited about what she can offer this team, and more personally, I'm excited about what she's going to bring to our staff dynamics. Well, we look forward to seeing how it develops over the summer and into the fall, of course. We hope you have a good summer, and remember the lessons you've told your team. Maybe take a little bit of time off to uh, relax a little bit. Uh, but Darcy, always a pleasure, and hard to believe, but we're running out of Eastern Insider Podcast for 2018-19. We'll talk to you in 2019-20. I am so excited for 2019-20. It's going to be great. <laughs> That's Darcy Dorton, the head volleyball coach for Eastern Michigan. We'll be back with more on the Eastern Insider Podcast. And welcome now to our second edition of the season ticket holder Insider with Kyler Ludlow for the Eastern Insider and Paul Nucci, the season ticket holder, EMU football season ticket holder, a 90s grad of uh, undergrad from Eastern Michigan, a Longtime season ticket holder at this point, was a, a staff faculty season ticket holder for a long time. And now, Paul, we're glad to have you with us. I'm happy to be here. With the chance that, you know, we're airing this afterwards, but the spring game is on Saturday. And uh, you've been here, as you were telling me just before we started, you know, you were here in the 80s, uh, which was a, a good era of EMU football and now there's been a, you know, a bit of a resurgence with two bowl games in, in the last three years. What is it you know, with the spring game coming up and what's kind of been building here that gets you excited for EMU football? Well, yeah, the spring game, if the weather holds, I plan to be out there um, with my son to check out everything going on with the team. Uh, being a season ticket holder uh, and an EMU fan and alum is, is really simple. Uh, you know, once you go to school here, you get to taste for it. And we did have success in the late 80s and early 90s. Some would say those were almost our glory years. Mm -hmm. uh, I started, you know, attending games at that point. And then when you graduate, you know, you kind of drift away a little bit as you do, as you kind of find your place. And then a few years I came back to this area and started attending games. And it was about 12 years ago. I said, I'm going to go all in and buy season tickets. And that has evolved, uh, you know, as I started the family. So I went from two to four <laughs> and then I broke down to two and I, the, I'm starting to competing with kids soccer games and things and they can't make <laughs> the games. It's just a big part of my life. Uh, I live in the Ypsilanti area. I worked at EMU. I was on the Alumni Association Board of Directors. So I, you know, I don't have all those barriers that other people have to be a really good alum. Uh, those were gone, and I enjoyed coming back to the university so much. I enjoyed it. it. And, yeah, there was some lean years with the football, but the games were still fun. The experience never changed. It, you know, the outcomes weren't always what we wanted. But uh, it was just a good time, and, you know, we look forward to it. And all year long when, 
you know, being a season ticket holder, you're, you're kind of in the loop. You get messages from the coach and, and the university and, you know, the spring game kind of kicks you off. And then, then come the, come late August, uh, there's a game or early September and, and, this, and the weather's great and, and football's in the air. And uh, my family has just, we just enjoyed going to these games for so long. You know, I get, I've, I've kind of evolved. I was the tailgating guy <laughs> with the, the truck, with the grill and all that. And that evolved uh, now, you know, bringing the kids and they're on the inflatables. And they want to watch the uh, the eagle fly and the band and everything else. So, and that'll change as they get older as well. But you know, one thing's not changed is our enjoyment with the uh, EMU football experience. Well, one of the things that everyone talks about is how some of those additions um, with the touchdown terrace and uh, and the inflatables and all of those things have uh, added to a game day experience. For you, the progression uh, is very interesting, going from uh, the the tailgating days to family man. Yeah. Yeah. And, and every year the university has done something uh, just to warm up the stadium. Uh, and it started, you know, uh, a, a many years back uh, just by uh, the branding and uh, the poster boards and, and the players, the appearances on the, on the, on the stadium and, and warming things up in there because, you know, it is a big cavernous stadium is one of the bigger stadiums in our conference. And you, you can get that feel like it's just too big. And we've done a great job of warming that up. And every year, uh, it's something new. And the touchdown terraces have been a great thing. That's my routine is when uh, mm -hmm. usually my kids make it to halftime. My wife leaves, and then I, uh, I, I make my way over to the touchdown <laughs> terrace and hang out with some friends and have a beverage or two, uh, you know, of course, when the weather allows. So all those things, you know, are making the, the experience great because there is something for everybody, that the parking is accessible, the, the, the field is accessible. Uh, it's, you know, the band is, is in your face, and you can feel their energy. And again, the Eagle landing, all the, all these things just add up to a great experience. And I'm not discounting the tailgating experience, but for the family perspective, which is where I am now for the value, you really can't beat uh, a Saturday afternoon uh, at the, at the stadium. Well, and now of course, with the, the new building being finished here pretty soon, and you can see the outline of the scoreboard, just even more of that game day experience, uh, hopefully to be enhanced. Yeah. Um, I'm, I work in Ann Arbor now, and I sometimes have to drive past uh, the stadium. I do that on purpose because I can see what's going on with uh, the new construction. Or I'm at the Convocation Center for the, the, the basketball games in the winter and uh, or, or maybe attending a baseball game. And I just like that energy of uh, the spring season because there's always multiple sports going on. But now I'm specifically looking at the the new uh, the new additions. And, you know, and I bought a brick, so I can't wait to see when uh, my uh, my name is on that brick. I had two siblings who attended uh, EMU before me. So as a Christmas present to them, last year I bought a brick with all of our names and years we graduated on that. Cool. And it gives them a reason to come back and, and see the stadium too, because they live a little bit farther away. Yeah, wonderful. And so when you, uh, when you are one of our ticket holders that transitions from, from football inside to basketball, uh, you know what is it about the entire experience that makes you – not just want to be a part of, you know, the football team that gets, you know, the recognition, they get the bowl game here of late that, you know, everyone talks about football, football, but then coming back, you know, indoors when, when it's cold outside for basketball. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the football season was great and it, it did, uh, you know, culminate in a bowl game. And I was fortunate enough to go down to Alabama for that game. Of course we were seconds away, inches away from winning, <laughs> but, uh, you know, winter in Michigan can be tough and getting the kids out of the house can be tough. And we put them in indoor soccer and we put them in karate and all these things. But to go out to a game on a Tuesday or a Wednesday or Thursday 
again, the value is there. The entertainment is there. They get to sit up close and see the players. Uh, the, the university does a great job with marketing. You had the superhero day, your superhero day <laughs> on a Saturday, and my kids got pictures with you know Spider Man and Iron Man and all these, and he still talks about that. So again, that <laughs> that game day experience is is completely different, but it's indoors, but it's it's a great value and it's enjoyable. And then uh, being a season ticket holder, uh, you know, and and a long time community EMU community member, I get perks, I get invited to some suites, so they get the add on to that. Uh, sometimes I'm spoiling these kids because they get into a suite and they get all the food, and then sometimes they just want to go out and get popcorn and a hot dog. But that experience is great. We also try to uh, go to a women's game because I have a ten year old stepdaughter. And I want her to see uh, our great uh, female athletes uh, as, you know, create good role models for her. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things we we asked uh, Alex earlier was, you know, being able to be heard as a season ticket holder is something that is a really big perk. And can you talk about you know, that there are surveys done that you guys are asked about and then to see some of those things come to fruition that uh, maybe have been part of surveys or whatever in the past? Yeah, I've been part of surveys. I've been part of focus groups when I worked on uh, campus. And, you know, I worked on campus for nine years, and I went through several uh, several regimes with the athletic directors and the coaches. And the accessibility was nice uh, because I would see them on campus and about, and, and I'd see them in a professional manner. So they, they got comfortable with me. So when I made these, uh, you know, subtle suggestions or things or the formal ones in, in a survey or a, a focus group, they, they were, you know, people did listen to me. And uh, the, the athletic directors have always been uh, extremely accessible. Scott's the same way that, uh, in this, this regime. It, it's nice because I tell my friends, listen, if, if you want a suggestion, I mean, if you think we should do something different, let's do it. In the last 10 years, we've seen that because every year the stadium, you know, specifically at, uh, you know, the football stadium at the factory, you know, we've seen that warming up. The Convocation Center, of course, is, a, is amazing institution it's hard to believe it's uh 20 coming up on 20 years because it still looks so new and so state-of-the-art but yeah uh so it's nice to have a voice it's nice to know that if you have to talk to somebody uh in the ticket office they're going to call you and they're going to know you by name and they're going to know where your seats are uh and you you do have a voice you you feel a part of it i've attended the the season-ending dinner before and i just felt a part of this family even though i'm not a, an athlete or a student athlete or don't have a student athlete in the family right now but I, I did feel a part of that extended family and uh, being an athletic supporter as i am uh, it, it gives you uh, added value you just feel a part of things and and i become this uh the go-to guy for emu with all my <laughs> friends and uh, alums i have a special facebook group uh just for emu so i can share uh, information with them and if we're in the news uh, or there's a signing or i'm getting text when tj lang retired because you know he played at emu all these years ago and he was a Detroit Lion in the bowl game. Of course, I was sharing photos at the bowl game. So all these people were all over me on these things. So I become this point of uh, reference for everybody. And that's good because I can share not only my my impressions, but everybody else's. Because sometimes when you're a little close to the program, you don't see everything. Mm -hmm. So it's good to see an outsider, people who only show up once a year because they live outside of town. And they say, oh, you know, this was great, but so I can share that. So yeah, having a voice, uh, I can tell you at other institutions, uh, you, you do not have as great a voice mm -hmm. the, the voice is dictated by maybe your checkbook and how many <laughs> millions of dollars you donate mm -hmm. and that's fine we're not that institution you know uh so that it's good to have a voice it's good to know that everybody is valued every season ticket holder is valued and i know chris Creighton uh goes out of his way to uh embrace and uh welcome 
season ticket holders every year. Now, the final question I have for you before we wrap things up. So, you know, appreciate so much the time you're taking out of your busy schedule. If you were going to try to get somebody on, you know, off the fence onto season ticket holder side, what would you tell them is, you know, the best thing about being an EMU season ticket holder? Uh, the best thing is uh, for five or six Saturdays, usually Saturdays, we do sometimes have a week game. You know, you have in the fall, you have your day planned. It, it's extremely affordable and you know what you're getting. You know, it's a guaranteed good time. And if you have to take the, the family out and you can do a three, four hour experience, you're getting your money's worth. It is it is very few things do you get your money's worth any, anymore these days. And just going to a movie can, can break the bank and going to other sporting events can break the bank. So if you're at the family phase of uh, of hanging out, of wanting to bring the, t- the group out and there's something for everybody, this is the best selling point. The, the experience can't be beat. The kids will be mesmerized by the band, about the eagle. They'll find swoop on the field every year. If they can't find swoop, my kids freak out and they get their picture taken with swoop. Yeah, that that's that's what I'm going to say. Now, if you're uh, a different place and you don't, and your kids are outgrown or older, or you're in a different place and you just want to go to watch some really good football and maybe have a have a beverage, the value is still there. Uh, the accessibility is still there. The parking in and out is is pretty simple uh, because we have so much space there with parking mm-hmm. and it's spread out. Again, it's the value is there. The the and the quality of football is now matching, you know, the value of what you're getting. So it's an exciting time to be a part of EMU football. Every every game is now a nail biter, whether we win or lose. <laughs> and I can tell you that wasn't the case years ago. I don't remember the last time EMU has been really, really blown out of a game. And if you think about that in college football, teams get rolled all the time, mm-hmm. even in big games and bowl games. I mean, Alabama got rolled and it just hasn't happened. And we're on this great streak. So it, it's so exciting to be a part of that. Or, you know, my ultimate goal is, of course, to play at, at Ford Field uh, for, for a conference championship. And I know that's the next step, and Chris Creighton will get us there. And I really think if we can get to Detroit, we're going to have a great turnout. And if we ever do get a bowl game in Detroit, because of all of our fans will be home, probably on Christmas, we're going to have a tremendous turnout. Because now we're building momentum. We're building uh, new fans. The students are experiencing success, and the old fans are coming back. And it's just going to lead to some great things. That's wonderful. And, Paul, we, we thank you again so much for joining us on the Eastern Insider Podcast. We appreciate all that you do for EMU sports and athletics as a whole. Uh, and, you know, looking forward to seeing you. Hopefully the weather holds out. We can see you on Saturday. Yeah, my goal is to be there Saturday. If it's uh, 60 and sunny, I can guarantee it. <laughs> if it's snowing and raining, I can't guarantee it. But uh, for sure, in the fall, rain or, rain or shine, I will be at the game. Well, we appreciate you very much, Paul. Thank you for listening to the Eastern Insider Podcast. You can find the Eastern Insider on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and of course, emueagles.com. Please leave us a rating and let us know how we're doing. Until next week, go Eagles.